Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire. Jeff, could you maybe laugh just a little bit less? Come on, man. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Gary Hartunian Smith, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. How's it going there in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona? It's sunny. Thanks it's... for having me. It's uh, a <laughs> it's one of the warmer days yeah. than than we usually have, but it's it's going good. Thanks I for was, having me. You are welcome, and again, uh, thanks for being here. I was just out in Phoenix in June on probably mm. one of the hotter days of the year. And that heat wave they had in June, I think it was, uh, I don't know, like in the middle-ish. Yeah, we were we yeah. were cooking eggs and steaks on the sidewalk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was crazy hot. But it was a pool party. So that uh, made it all good. <laughs> well, you know, there's something about the summers out here in the pool that when you go to jump in the water, you want it like crisp and refreshing. And sometimes right. the pools are warm. It's like bath water. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you were able to jump in a pool that was crisp and refreshing, then you were, you found a good pool. Well, I can tell a story that'll make you feel a little bit better. <laughs> okay. Uh, when I was in the air force, I went to Saudi Arabia, all the wonderful places to go in the world. Not because I wanted to though. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not, not, not as a tourist, right? not as a tourist. No, no. Uh, and there, you know, it was like, I think it got up over 140 degrees at, at uh, some points. This is where it's super dangerous to go anywhere without a bottle of water, right? Yeah. And the pools there, they had to cool them, li- literally cool the pools, like wow. through refrigeration. <laughs> I was going to say, you were shoveling uh, 20 bags. I, bag, I don't know how they did it. I have no yeah. idea how they did it, but the cool, they were really nice. It was the, it, the problem with me in the pool there was it was just really hard to be out in the sun. You know, mm-hmm. around the pool. As long as you were in the pool with a hat on, you were all right. But mm-hmm. everything else, you wanted to, I wanted to immediately be gone. So I would just go hang out at the fake bar with no booze. <laughs> <laughs> just for shade, you know. Well, I guess I shouldn't complain then. The people have a hot, people have it worse than me in Arizona. There, it's always, hotter. there's always something worse. Whatever you're going through, there's always something worse. I don't know if Isn't that makes that true. Yeah. No, it is. It's so true. Right. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about what you got going on right now. You are working at Smart Marketing Counseling. Oh, consulting. Sorry, consulting. consulting. But I do counsel. So I feel like I counsel sometimes. <laughs> yeah, oh, Freud slip there. Yeah, yeah, right. Consultants become counselors, become coaches, become you know counselors, bartenders, bartenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're whispering in the ear of uh, business owners and helping them with all sorts of stuff, right? I mean, yes. you're helping them with branding and marketing and strategy. So it sounds like a blast. It is. You know what? I was in, um, I'm going to say corporate America for many, 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 many years. Right. And I took that leap about four years ago. And um, it was definitely one of those um, family members looking at me saying, are you crazy? What are you doing? Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I'll That's tell a veer. you. That's a veer for sure. It so. is a veer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know we'll talk about that one in a little bit. Right. I'll, I'll tell you, um, if I had known what I was going to go through, I probably would not have done it. But now that I'm through it and I'm on the other side, there's nothing better than waking up and um, me being back to having um, purpose, you know, with, with my life as far as, you know, my, with what I'm doing for an occupation. And I love it. I love working with my clients. I love working. I love the schedule that I'm able to keep. I love being able to um, be at home. I'm a single mom. So, um, you know, it's been really important those middle school, high school years, you know, I'm able to wake up and, uh, you know, make his breakfast without, you know, screaming, hurry up, we're both going to be late, get out the door. <laughs> um, so it's, it was definitely, uh, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a great ride the last several years. Yeah, I've heard that so many times when people talk about, you know, if I would have known what it was really like, I would have never done it. <laughs> Sometimes it's, it's good 
to not know what you don't know. Yeah, there there is something healthy about denial as long as you can push through it eventually. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're either going to make it or you're going to go back to work, really. Yeah. In yeah. the end, that's how it that's how it goes, you know. So, yeah. you know, if you step back in when you're in the middle of that just feeling like, you know, everybody hates you and <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you can get a little perspective. But anyway, let's go back in time and talk about your superhero origin story, like I've been saying for the last couple of shows, and talk about little Carrie in high school. So what were you like? We're going to go all the way back to high school. We're going to go all the way back to high school. What were you like? Were you a nerd or an athlete or a princess? Who did you hang out with? (laughs) I have to say that was just a couple years ago. So no, I'm kidding. Wish. No, no, no. Um, you know, I was one of those kids in high school that, um, gosh, I don't know that there was a word for me or maybe I'll explain it and you'll tell me what I was. I don't know. Okay. Um, but you know, I wasn't with the popular crowd, but I wasn't with the nerd crowd. I had a few friends in different, um, groupings, if you will. Right. But I, I was kind of, um, I was always somebody's friend, you know, like people didn't know me. They knew me either as somebody's friend or they knew me as I have two older brothers that paved the way for me and oh, not, nice. not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, okay. And, um, and so, you know, I just kind of, I was one of those kids that I, I did not do well in school. School was not my thriving environment. I could mm. not wait to be out of school. Mm. Um, I what I didn't have one of those great high school experiences. You know, I wasn't on the cheerleading team. I wasn't a, a pommy, although I tried out for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was kind of um, where I found my thriving environment, if you will, was working. Um, you know, you hear a lot of people say, "I've been working since I was eight years old." Um, you know, and yes, I had the babysitting jobs and and I, I did have jobs when I was 10 or 11, Right. but I truly, truly started working when I was 14, um, as a hostess in a little breakfast shop. Um, my parents, yeah, my parents didn't, I had to get approval from them because I was too young. They wouldn't hire, you had to be 15. Wow. Okay. I had to fight my parents to let me work. They're like, no, we don't want you to. And I'm like, oh, but I, I want need to. money. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Because we grew up very, um, my, my family went through some very hard financial times. We had one car for five drivers and it Whoa. was a, yeah. Are you ready for what the car was? <laughs> I'm ready. Hit me. Where is this it, again? Is this in Scottsdale still? This, yeah. In Scott, and, and in Scottsdale, Arizona, you right. know, very, we live in a very, you know, wealthy area, but we were not. Right. Um, and our car was a, um, I think it was a 1969. I could be wrong with the year, but a Ford Pinto. Wow. I and remember so, the Pinto. <laughs> yeah. You wanted to be careful not to get rear-ended because the car might blow. It would explode. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of, um, I guess, embarrassment of, you know, didn't have nice clothes. All my friends had nice clothes. Mm. Um, you know, the car that we had, you know, especially those were the starting to be the dating years, you know, right, 14, right. 15, 16. So anyway, they, my parents um, signed for it and they let me go to work and I was hostessing and it was perfect because it was a little breakfast joint. So it was only open, um, from 6am to two. So I could only work on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday. And I'd go in at six in the morning, I'd come home at three. And so I still had my weekends to do stuff. And quickly, um, after they hired me, they moved me up to a waitress. So I was waiting and I could, because there was no alcohol in the restaurant. So I was quickly at the age of 15, like literally 15 in one day, um, because I was a late bloomer. My birthday's at the end of the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, I was waiting tables and, you know, making 300 bucks a weekend for a 15 year old. So I got that's pretty good. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, wow. Um, I I don't think I got anywhere close to that. Wow. Good for you (laughs) that those tips really help. Well, I'll tell you, it was, you know, back in the day, those breakfast joints were not common. So, you know, now they're like a Starbucks or almost on every street corner. Right. Um, But, you know, we always had an hour wait, hour and a half wait. Mm. Um, And, you know, you turn your tables quick, you smile and you serve, you serve food, you know, quickly and effectively and efficiently and you get good tips. So I got the taste of my point behind the story is I got the taste of instant gratification, doing a good job and getting rewarded for it. Whereas in school, 
it was such a struggle for me. My reading comprehension was terrible. Um, I don't, I don't enjoy test taking. I don't enjoy studying. You know, I'm one of those people that show me, teach me, show me, teach me, and I'll go and do it. And Mm. I'll probably hopefully exceed what you were thinking and make it bigger and better. So right. right. It's good that you, you learned that about you though. Yeah. 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 yeah, Right. You didn't didn't buy the hype about what they were telling you about in school. No, And I'll tell you, I'll tell you that the hype scared me because I thought if that was true, I had to go to college and I had to get a degree to be somebody or to be something. I was Mm. screwed. Right. And I always knew, I always had that feeling that there was something bigger and better. And I didn't know what that meant. And I, I don't know if I still know exactly today what that means for my future, but every year I do see something bigger and better than what it was. And so that's what keeps driving me. Wow. That's that's a good story. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then of course it doesn't stop there. I oh. um, my my senior year, so we'll 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 clean up high school here. We'll, sure, we'll get sure. past yeah, high yeah. Um, my senior year, um, it was a ha- uh, we had half days, so you'd go in at whatever seven in the morning, and if you were in home ec, you um, it was one of those work um, yeah, I had, school work. I had programs. that. I had that deal. I can't remember yeah. why or when. But yeah. one year of school, I had a job. I think it was my, my junior year. Oh, and really? then they gave us school credit for one class, mm-hmm. and they called it work experience. Yep. And you got to just basically leave, you know? Uh, yes. You didn't have – I don't – it was only on days that I, that I was working. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I was working at I no I know I was working at a grocery store I can't I'm I'm, tr- I'm struggling with the hours at the moment I think it was something like four to ten or five to ten mm-hmm. a couple of days a week mm-hmm. um, so then they let me not be in school kind of like for a couple couple of days a week for one hour one period oh oh well I ours know. worked yeah <laughs> ours worked a little different okay. if you were in home ec you got out at like let's say 11 o'clock or no, 10, it was like 10, 20. It was, t- it was 10, 20 every day. So I went to school from seven 30 to 10, 20 every day, uh-huh. whether I, nice. whether I worked or not, but I had to have a job Okay. and I thought my path was going to be retail. So I, um, I got a job at, you know, at the, at the time it was a retail so- store called stages. They're not around anymore, but, and the deal was, was that you had to stay the whole year and you got credit and you got paid and you got credit. Okay. And so, I was like, okay, so I got this job and loved my managers and was doing really well. You know, I don't think of myself as a salesperson, but when I like the product, I guess I just sell it naturally. So right, my right, numbers right. were great. You know, I was hitting great numbers. And all of a sudden, I went into work one day and all of the managers that I loved all left. And one of them grabbed me, you know, and said, hey, here's where we're going. Um, you should come. We, we want to hire you. We, we want you to come over with us. Well, mm. the deal was, is in high school, is you couldn't quit your job. Part of the You had to keep deal. it or you'd you lose had, your credit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I thought, well, this is my career. And, you know, no, high school's not going to tell me what I can do and what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you, you could have negotiated that. You know, <laughs> if you would have went in and talked to a teacher and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to keep working. It's just... Yes. La la yeah. la. Anyway, you and don't know that now, right? Or you well, didn't know no, that then. I, you didn't know that then. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I did. I went into the home ec teacher. My, oh. my family said, yeah, my family said, um, go talk to the teacher. So right. that in and of itself, you know, that was scary, but I knew what I wanted. So I went in and talked to the teacher and said, hey, look, here's the deal. I love my managers. They want me to come over. I have room for um, advancement. Um, so I think this is a good decision. I want to go you know, don't penalize me for it. Mm -hmm. So my teacher said, okay, but you can't, you can't switch your job again. I said, okay, yep, I'm fine. I'm good. Okay. So I go to the new store um, and it was an opening store and that store is still around. It's called wet seal. It was the first wet seal in Arizona. Okay. And it's like a teeny bopper clothing store. Oh, all right. Yeah. So um, any moms with kids listening will know what wet seal is. Gotcha. Um, and maybe some dads too. But, um, <laughs> but uh, so I went there and I was working a couple months and there was opportunity for me to start to be like a, a lead supervisor type role. And, you know, wow. so this is my senior year. Um, and you're like 17 years old. Barely 17. Yeah. It was like December. So not even 17 and a half. And things were going good. Well, that whole manager staff decides to leave. Oh, no. And 
the person who was going to promote me left and the new people coming in weren't great people as far as I could tell. And so my other manager comes up to me and says, Hey, we have this great opportunity. We want you to come with us. Of and I said, oh, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, did it once. I don't know if I can do it again. Right. So I, I went to my home ec teacher again and I'll never forget the look on her face. She just kind of looked at me and was like, I, I can't, but okay, I'll do it. So they made another exception. Wow. And I moved and this was a great, and they were, they were like really like looking at you with their hands on yeah. their hips at that point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, you know, I really had a great life. I was going to school right. from seven to ten thirty, and then I worked the rest of the day. And it, like that's, I loved it. It was awesome. Um, so the opportunity was to go open a new resort here in Scottsdale. Now, anyone who knows anything about Scottsdale or has been here um, back, and this would have been in the late eighties. So eighty, uh, what was it, eighty eight ish? The Phoenician Resort opened. Sounds and fancy. Yeah, it's very fancy. Um, it was a Charlie Keating resort, and it was like the biggest and the best resort around. I mean, it was for miles. People came here for that from out of state. Mm. And um, they hired me to do uh, to work in the boutique shop, so the sundry shop, the T-shirt shop, and then the gift shop. And so um, I loved it, you know. And it, I rooted down. I ended up, you know, dating somebody there, and it, like that was my life. And now. Yeah, but you can guess what happened. I, well, I graduated high school. So <laughs> okay. I, I, I kind of started guessing. Yeah, but I'll, I'll let you go <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. tell the story. I graduated high school and didn't have to change jobs again. But the whole management team left again. Um, and uh -oh. this time I had, because this was a bigger company, a bigger organization than some of the other ones that, um, well, I shouldn't say bigger, which is different. You know, it was more intimate. Like I knew the higher ups and they knew me. Mm, um, okay that when all of those managers left, well, I think it was like right around my graduation. I know it was either right before I graduated or right after the, the, um, the owner of the resort came to me and said, Hey, everyone's leaving. Um, we think you have promise. We want you to be the manager of two of the gift shops. And oh, actually there was three at the time. Wow. Like we consulted. And you're two. like 18 years old. No, I'm 17. 17. <laughs> I just barely graduated high school and my, wow. I had a staff of mm, like probably seven or eight. Um, half of them were my age, you know, 17, 18, 19. And the other half were 65 to 75 years old. That's so a little had, scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's more than a little scary for a yeah, 17 year old yeah. girl. Yeah. Or even a guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Exactly. So, um, I took it and that next year I learned so much and, you know, um, it was a great experience. So at 17 years old, I had management experience and, and this is kind of like, you know, the vroom vroom going down the highway, you know, right. I am on cloud nine at that time. I think I was making like close to $19,000 a year, which was in the late eighties for a 17 year old unheard of. I started getting yeah. credit cards, Right. you know, I was, I was it like I was cool instead <laughs> of everybody else your age who's now spending, you know, probably 20000 or $25,000 plus on college and expenses, you're making money now. Right. And, and, Good for or, you. <laughs> and or waiting tables, you know, that burned out, you know, job after they just waited tables all of their high school career. Now they're, you know, still doing it outside of high school. So it, it, I'm going to say it launched my career. Um, and, uh, you know, I, like I said, I was dating somebody there and my life became the resort and, um, I was still living at home. Of course I had money in my checkbook and I was out as a, and a lot of high schoolers, at least high schoolers are, or, you know, out early outside of high school were partying and living the life. I was vacationing, I was doing everything. And then about a year later, um, you know, some things happened in life, you know, at, at the ripe age of 18. And um, <laughs> I felt like I was missing out. You know, now all of a sudden I see all my friends like having fun. And my life, although I was having fun, it was like this mature fun. You know, it was right. not silly, stupid stuff that 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds do. It was more mature. And the guy I was dating was 10 years older than me. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which was kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, and, that's a bit of a thing. 
Yeah. And so I used to go back to Connecticut every summer because that's where I'm from originally. And so I hadn't had a chance to go back to Connecticut for about a summer and a half. And a friend of mine who I knew since I was born called me and she's like, you know, I miss you. You need to come out. You haven't been out here in a while. And life just got heavy and overwhelming and just too much. Like I just, it was way too much. And so I walked in, I quit my job. Wow. Whoa. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things where I quit my job and um, and I packed my bag and I hopped in an airplane and I flew back to Connecticut and I didn't know what I was going to do um, and I and I just said, well, I'm just going to be here for the summer. I don't have anything to go. Oh, I broke up with my boyfriend. I should say that I broke up with my boyfriend. Quit my job, moved back uh, or went back to Connecticut and enjoyed the college life um, over the summer. And so I was there and I had nothing to come home to. So. It was kind of like, well, I guess I'll stay and go to college. So I, <laughs> I well, you sound there. a lot like my my choices. It was like, huh, what am I going to do now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone else is doing it. I might as well, you know. Yeah, and you you kind of get that feeling like you're missing out on mm-hmm. something that you don't want to miss out on, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because so people I, kind of expect people at eighteen, nineteen, twenty to be, you know like partying and doing stupid stuff anyway. Yeah. And it's not going to last. <laughs> no. And that's just it. My, and that's right. why my parents, that's why my parents did not want me working so young because they mm. didn't want my childhood to be robbed from me quite honestly. Right, right, right. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, now with the age I'm at and when I've, when I've been worn out, you know, after all these years of working and everything and I think back and I'm like, you know, I don't like to think back and say, what would I change? But I understand that concept. I understand that concept of being a kid, being a 14, 15, 16 year old and not being, you know, 23 when you're only 15 or 16. Right. right, um, right. But you couldn't tell me that back then. And, you know, it's, it's what made me. So that's OK. But yeah. so I, I decided to. Uh, so I flew home, packed my bag, flew back and went to college out there for a year. Failed miserably. Failed. <laughs> failed. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, well, I you didn't you didn't like school to begin with. Hated so, school. Right. stupidest thing I've ever done. You know, no, that's not true. But I shouldn't say it's stupid. Um, but a lot of um, people are saying I, it's stupid. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's so, not for everybody. How's that it's sound? Not. It's, it is. It's not. really not. And you know, when I went to school, there used to be this sort of like it was a real clear distinction about you're either going to be in the I'm going to go to college college prep track. Mm-hmm. or you're not, and we're going to just focus on, you know, the other vocational options mm-hmm. other than going to college. You yeah. know, that's yeah. kind of gone away now in a mm-hmm. lot of places, right? In public education anyway. Anyway. Well, and vocation is, the vocational, it's just not there anymore. Right. You know, in public there is education, no shop. There is it's no, pretty much yeah. gone, you know, yep. wood yep. shop and metal shop and, and yep. auto hobby and all that. That's all gone. Yep. It was Which amazing, you know, that was... Uh, it was amazing the things we'd bring home, you yeah. know, the things that we could make. Yeah. yeah. I made a sheet metal box for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure your mom loves it. You got her. For, for it's still there. You, you should see all the crap in the basement that I made when I was in high school. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Like woodworking, you know. And these are just little things that you kind of like, it comes and goes. You know, it's like, I love this. This is great. I'm going to be a carpenter. And then, you know, a month later, it's yep. meh, you know, and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> month I'm going to be a plumber or right, whatever. Right, right. I never, I wish I would have done that. That would have been cool because yeah. I'm paid plumbers way too much money now. Man. I bet. Yeah. I bet. Okay. So you, so, you kind of like go and you do a year's worth of college and that doesn't yep. work out so good. Fail miserably, come home. Um, and I started floundering. I spent a couple years just kind of floundering. I thought, well, I failed going there. So let me just do community college. And, and all along I was taking classes and trying to get an associate's degree, I guess. Well, okay. I don't even know what I was trying to do, but I was in and out of college. I tell people I've been in every college in the Maricopa County area, community and university and Connecticut. I've right. made it to Connecticut. Yeah. Um, and so I was working, you know, I was going between restaurants and I was going between, um, uh, working at restaurants and retail. And then one day my dad came home. I was, uh, early twenties. I was probably like 21 by now. And, um, he's like, Hey, uh, and I, I was managing a retail store and, um, he said, Hey, I'm going to open up a business. Do you want to come work for me? I was like, all right. Had no idea what he did. All I knew is that whatever he did for a living, it allowed us to get cable. 
That's all I knew because <laughs> we didn't have cable before. And when he got this job, we had to get cable and it was like, score, you know, keep that job, dad. That's great to talk to somebody else that remembers, you know, two, five and 11. That was only like three yes. channels, you know? Yeah. And, and- no remote control. You had the, yeah, the TV yeah. went. Clunk, I was clunk, the clunk. remote control because my brother yep. was way bigger than me. That's uh, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> I so I um, we, he opened up a media company. The two of us Whoa, um, had one uh, one other gentleman, and um, I started building and growing that business with my dad. Um, he had no idea that I had management skills. I don't even, he'll tell, he tells people today to this day. He's like, I had no idea. I just needed someone to answer the phones. And, but he didn't realize what, what my path was and my management skills so early on. And, um, so between the two of us, you know, he, I was the entrepreneur's right hand, right hand gal, if you will. And we built a company, um, starting in 1993 from just the few of us. There was one other gentleman who joined us. Um, we were doing 60, thousand in revenue a month and in that first year we finished at seven million in revenue and from two, uh, 1993 to 2007 um, our employee count climbed and our revenue climbed upwards of we had anywhere from 50 to 60 employees um, and our revenue was anywhere between 80 and 90 million in in wow. that time yeah and so he decided to sell in 2007 um, and I stayed on with the, um, with the new owner, owner, right? Yep. Yep. They asked me to stay on. And, um, that was definitely an impasse. You know, I had, I had spent 14 years. Um, oh, well, let me back up a second. In that okay. time, of course, I met the man of my dreams and, you know, was going to live this fairy tale life of being married and, um, having five to seven kids. And my life was like, I was, I was good. You know, I was in a good job. Right. You were grooming um, for sure. I was grooming for sure. Everything's perfect, and this is yep. the way it's going to be for the rest of yep. my life. <laughs> yeah, yep. and it's only going to get better. Because it's only going to get better, right? You don't step back in, or at least I don't, right? right? I don't step back in life. I only step forward. Well, that's not true. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was I was in my room heading down the highway, and right. and you know, in love and married, and had. I always tell people. I had a wedding that I would have loved to attended because it was an awesome wedding. But yeah. when you when it's your wedding, you don't get to you don't actually you don't enjoy it. No, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I could tell anyway. stories. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, unfortunately, my former spouse had some uh, um, issues that that. Um, well, okay, I'll just say it. He, yeah, he yeah, part please. he partook in um, illegal uh, substances. Okay. So he had a, a drug addiction. Okay. And everyone always asks me, did you know when you married him? And I say, well, I kind of knew, but I didn't. And oh, so then they say, so you thought you could change him? And I said, no, I didn't think I could change him. I just thought his want for not wanting to partake in that was bigger than the addiction. And it wasn't, you know, he mm. told me all the time he, he wanted to stop. He didn't want to be doing it. But, um, the, the addiction was just bigger than that. And wow. he, um, unfortunately I think still yeah. to this day is, is in that, in that boat. We have, my son and I haven't seen or talked to him since 2009. So we got a, a divorce. Um, my attorney said that our, um, marriage was an insignificant amount of time. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, so we were married for a couple years. Um, the divorce took three. The, the divorce took longer than the marriage. Lasted. I'll say wow. that. Right. Um, but you were past the annulment point, or did they let you annul? No, we were married. I guess long enough. Right. Until. Right. Right. I, mean, I was married. We were married for two years. Right. Before before I left him, I, and I, and actually I left him because I I had my son, and my son was ten weeks old. And I looked at my son and I said, I didn't grow up with this kind of behavior and I'm not going to allow yeah. you to grow up in and around it. And right. even though he was only 10 weeks old, people say, oh, he doesn't know. And I don't, I don't subscribe to that thought process. I no, think, not at all. You know, at 10 weeks old, he doesn't know that his dad is using drugs, but he certainly knows there's something funky going on. Yeah. So it's not a, so uh, I love- a, the, the right environment for a kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you so, did the right thing. Thank goodness. Good for yeah. you. You got out. Okay. Yeah, so I got out, and uh, um, and hopefully you know, you're, he gets the help he needs eventually. You know, not everybody does. Uh, well, they don't, and no. and that's in our prayers. You know, all we can right. do is is pray for you know pray for the people who need who need the intercession of of, of help. So right. Um. Anyway, so that's uh, that's that story. I mean, and and <laughs> and so so my point behind that is here I am making really good money. 
um, having, you know, going on trips, going on vacation, you know, not just business trips, but going on um, family vacations and taking my son places that I certainly was not ever, I only dreamed of when I was, you know, a kid because we didn't have any money growing up. Right. And, um, you know, it was like, okay, well, we're just going to carry on, you know, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to let this divorce, um, stop me from what I said earlier. You know, I knew right. God had something bigger for me and I didn't know what that was. So, and money wasn't a problem cause you were, you had a really good job. Yeah. And I'll tell you, um, that's interesting that you bring that up. Money for me, from the time that I got that job and was making $300 a weekend, was never an issue for me. I was always mm. making more than the people around me. You know, now mm. I was making 18,000 as a manager back then. That was a lot of money, you know, so I don't want to overstate it. It's not like I was, you know, you know, you're not like swimming in gold. Yeah. Like it's not like Scrooge um, McDuck, you know, but you were right, good. Part of, <laughs> part of the elite. I, it was, it was enough for me, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. to right. do what I needed to do. And, um, so, so, so now fast forward the clock, you know, life is going grand and now I'm in this job, my, um, company sold and I, I'm, I stayed on with the, with the acquiring company and, uh, you know, there was a target on my back. I was the former owner's daughter and they asked me to stay on because they needed me to stay on. But the COO gave me a new job title. And with that job title, he said, you realize this job title expires in six months. So that was his way of saying, start looking, honey, you know, you're, you're not going to be here very long. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. And so, so it's like I, a regime change kind of mentality. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And our family attorney that walked us through the whole, um, the whole acquisition was like, you know, don't you start looking, you know, you better figure right. it out. Don't be surprised. Right. Yeah. Right. And so of course I didn't listen to them because I'm like, they're not going to let me go. Why would they let they me go? They want me. I'm awesome. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> and I'll tell you this. Um, fortunately, uh, my COO at the time was a very, um, uh, you know, junkyard in your face, New York attorney. You know, he was just like all up in your face. And, and I'll tell you what, that was the toughest five years working for him ever, but I learned so much and they didn't fire me. I ended up leaving them um, because I, I got in there and I, di I did what I do. I just, I, I look to see where the needs are and then implement and execute and, and bridge the gap. You know, we're, with each company we acquired, we, we acquired five companies in 18 months. Um, my role wow. was to integrate those companies into the corporate fold. And they were all mom and pop type companies. So I, I knew and understood that mentality because that's where we came from. That's where I came from. Yeah. And I knew how to, um, you know, pull them into the fold. And so although it was hell, I'm not going to lie. Um, it's because, a lot of work. Yeah, because, because of the culture. It was hell because of the culture change. We went from this mom and pop family organization where I called the shots essentially. And, you know, we had birthday parties and we did Christmas parties and we did all this fun stuff. It and feels we like had a, a family. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We have this mission and this vision mm. to corporate your number. And it's all about EBITDA. And no, we're not donating money to this charity this month. And no, we're not having a Christmas party like you want. And so it, it was a huge culture shock. But nevertheless, I, I still was thriving. I, it's, I, it was a great counterbalance of for me to get a taste of, and I'm going to say the real world, to be honest right, with you. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because when you organize uh, a company, when you add in that many new people, you mm -hmm. know, then mm -hmm. the organization just has to change. It it mm -hmm. it can't be the same anymore. You know, you need layers at that point. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's and our, always difficult making yep. that transition. Yeah. I've heard that story many times too. Yeah. Going from the baby little startup where everybody is just high fiving and sweating and then yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. to oh my God, I don't even know these people. You know? Well exactly. Right. Exactly. And you know, and our culture was very, you know, we wore shorts and there was no dress code and mm. I mean there was a little dress code, but um to this corporate environment where you and know it was and ties and yeah, yeah. 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 It was it was when they told us we couldn't wear jeans anymore. I was like, mm, uh, man, that's I not going to work. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so you're I harshing leave. my vibe, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? I can't work in jeans. Oh no. So, um, 
I'm sorry if you just heard that crash. It's okay. My, uh, my, uh, what was it? It wasn't my, paper shuffling. <laughs> no, it wasn't paper shuffling. You know, they say before you do uh, get on the call and you interview, you got to make sure all your animals are put away. Oh, solid. that's a dog. <laughs> yeah, escaped. Well, it's not a dog. We have three, and they just uh, busted busted down the door. Three labs. So wow. They're indes- indestructible. But um, anyway, we'll keep going here. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, do you need to take care of that? We can no, pause. No. No, we're, we're, we're good. You're cool? We're good. Okay. Yeah, good. Um, I like so, having the dog on the on the call too. I can hear. Awesome. Yeah, there, can you hear him? There's three of them. It's great. So, <laughs> can I too much? I'll, I'll no, no, no. Kick, it's cool. I'll kick him out. That's all um, good. So um, where were I, we? Let's see. I leaped. I leaped. I, I, oh I, right. I, so I, after five years, then you decide to leap. Yeah, it was now, about a six month long process of waking up miserable. Waking up, um, mm. like truly, 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 I can't get out of bed. Like I, I, if I have to get up and shower and go in and, and, and the biggest reason why is their vision and their goals were changing and they were changing way too fast. And in my opinion, the company was no longer headed down the path of success, okay. rather, um, destruction and wow. fast forward the clock after I left. So I left four years ago, four and a half years ago. Just nine months ago, they ended up closing down two of the divisions. So, you know, crystal ball, um, you know, I was right. It took four years for it to come to an end. <laughs> right, but, um, right, right. But you saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, I, my family, and this is what we, I opened with, my family was like, you know, you're a single mom. What are you doing? You make a really good paycheck. You have right, benefits. Right, right, right. You know, everything that's happening with insurance, for that alone, stay at your job, you know? And right. I don't could, be stupid. Don't be stupid. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that's pretty conservative, and I want to make responsible decisions, especially being a single mom um, who it's just me and my son. You know, there, I don't have that counter co-parent that helps right, out right. at all. Um, and so for me to make this decision was so out of character and, um, you know, I'd go in and look for approval from my, from my mom and my dad. And, you know, although, although, although the words were, they were trying, you know, you could just see it on their face. Like you're crazy. You know, what, what are you doing? And Mm. so I struggled with that and it took about six or seven months and it was getting, in my opinion, more and more intense at the office to where I, like I said, I just, I couldn't, I could not go in anymore. And in the meantime, I had a friend in the industry who was wanting to grow her business and she was kind of courting me. And quite honestly, had she not courted me, I probably would have stayed until the end of that company, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, um, so I left, I leaped, I left, I went to that, I went to this organization. So you got um, a new job though. It was a new job. I was a consultant, but oh, it was a interesting. Okay. It was a job. So they hired me as a consultant, but it was a job. And the deal was help the company grow. <clears throat> and it was a family run business. So I was very comfortable in understanding that. And it, it, it didn't last for as long as I had hoped. Um, so then I'm like, well, crap, now what do I do? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, so I was miserable before, but I had a nice plump paycheck. It's now so I'm, weird because yeah. I, I went through something like that too, because it's like now that, um, I kind of like, you have to really adjust to say like doing your own thing, especially if you work at home. Um, because you know, you hear about like, you know, y- you might go a little crazy when you're at home alone. <laughs> Yeah. And then you try yeah. it and you do go a little crazy. It's a little like like we're we, we just need people or animals or other beings around. Yeah, and clearly I have the animals. Yeah, you have the animals. <laughs> Dogs are great, you know, for like yeah. uh giving you that feeling that you're not too far away from the rest of the herd. <laughs> right, right, it right. It just drives you nuts. Your limbic yeah. system is not designed to hang out in in a house all day and not interact with other beings be there four-legged or (laughs) two-legged especially when you don't know what you're gonna do now remember okay the last time I had okay so this is funny I think it's funny I pulled out my resume I dug out my resume okay so I went from all of those jobs where people were pirating me from job to job to job so I never needed a resume right um 
And then my dad opened the company, so I didn't need a resume for that. And then when the when the company acquired, you know, us, I didn't need a job. For, I didn't need a resume for that. I pulled out my resume. It was from the eighties, and it was <laughs> it was on a dot matrix printer. It still had the perforated uh, wow. edges. On the wow! Side. Wow! Yeah. And I don't know what's I don't know what the bigger wow is the fact that I could find it and kept it, or wow. that it was on the dot matrix printer. But, uh, they're both equally wow <laughs> that you found it. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the the, and, the sugar on or the the cherry on top is the perforated edge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so great. I um I uh I I I dusted off my resume and I attempted to put the last twenty years or twenty five years of experience yeah. and do that. Okay, how do I take that and put it on one sheet? And how do I get the attention of people? And how? It, I'll tell you what I said to my brother a couple months ago. I said. I think the biggest reason why I, I have my 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 business the way I have and I haven't gone to work for somebody is it was easier to start my own business than go look and find a job. It is so hard to it is. you know get your resume in front with where technology is and yeah, you know how yeah. the search engines and I, you know it, it was really challenging and and so I, I had spent some time. Um, I can you know, commiserate looking, with that because I'm doing it now, you know, looking for work in yeah. Scottsdale, you know, that's kind of neat <laughs> and Phoenix. And it's, well, the thing is, is you just need to really, for me, I need to like sort of like limit how much I, how much time I spend doing it mm-hmm. and then sort of, yeah, because it sort is a full-time of, job. It, well, yeah, it is, but you can't do it full time because it su- sucks my soul out. <laughs> Yeah. I just well, go and through and I bust through it like first thing. Yeah, it's so discouraging. That's what I mean. It just yeah. make, makes you feel like crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do it for a couple hours in the morning and then and then move on to more fun things. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. I did it for, I don't know, a couple months and got yeah. sick and tired of feeling like I did in, in college. Yeah, you know, like, like this isn't for me and I feel like crap and I, something's got to break. I got to catch a break. And I'd always love retail, you know, and, and um, so I thought, well, let me go back and and see you know I'd always wanted a coffee shop or, or some kind of retail brick and mortar store okay. and so I started researching different ones and you know still looking for a job when I could and but really you know looking at buying franchises and that sort of thing and my dream 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 um, company came up for sale it was this quaint little coffee shop in northern uh, Scottsdale actually the heart of Cave Creek Back in its heyday, it was pumping out, you know, so many cups of coffee, and it, it was the place to go. People, you know, it was like it was people like would get on the Harleys. Yeah, people would, you know, it was a destination. People, mm. if they were in Prescott Ave or or wherever, um, they would get on their Harleys and and go there. Well, they closed up shop. They fought. They fought filed chapter seven or 11, whichever one. And right. so I was going to go in and scoop up this coffee shop and continue, you know, con- continue the legacy of it. And, um, I jumped in and I was, you know, I'm like, well, I better figure out how to be a barista. So I went to coffee school and, um, wow. yeah, it was fun. A, a week in, um, Seattle or I'm sorry, in Portland was a blast. And, um, so I did that and I, I needed to get this business from, um, out of the, out of the banking system because they had defaulted on some loans and mm-hmm. it was mine. Like it was happening. I, you know, spent months planning for it. And, and, um, in that time, um, what would wake me up from a dead sleep is how am I going to compete? You know, how am I going to get people in my coffee shop? You know, I've been closed for about nine months. How am I going to, how am I going to do this? And so right. I started going to put it back on the radar. Yeah. Kind of yeah. And so I started doing a lot of research and jumping into a lot of marketing, um, uh, following a lot of different mar- gu- gu- marketing gurus. And, and, um, I was starting to be, I was asked to be on a couple marketing panels, which I thought was odd. Cause I'm like, I'm not a marketer. I'm an operations gal, you know, I'll, I'll run right. your business for you, but I'm not a marketer type thing. And it turns out I am, you know, I didn't realize it, but it turns out I am based on the, the world I grew up in, in and around media, but I picked up a lot. But, you know, as I started to educate myself on my own business, I realized I became a a decent marketer fast, you know, understanding the principles of what needs to happen and that sort of thing. So here comes another crash. Um, I went to the auction to get this building, had money in hand and it was going to be mine because I had an inside scoop and it was happening. And 
Right. You're going to do this. It didn't happen. Someone showed up last minute with deeper pockets than I had and outbid me and outbid me like foolishly. You know, I'd bid 5,000 over and he'd come in at 50,000 over. And then I'd come in at 5,000 over and he'd come in at 20,000 over. And it was just like stupid money. So I'm like, all right, you win, you know, and I, you can't compete with that. Yeah. He didn't care how much he spent. He just wanted the land. Wow. And I was devastated, you know, because here I spent the last year trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And, and everything was pointing to this, you know, the, the way everything, you know, all of the little signs, you know, we're always looking for the sign. Right. You right, know, right, you right. Know, You're looking for the critical yeah, path. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I'm, I'm a prayer. I'm praying, okay, God, you know, show me the sign. And he kept showing me the signs and I'm like, all right, this is mine. It's going to happen. And it didn't, it was like, damn, uh, you know, now what? Right. Yeah. I don't know if I was more depressed about that or my divorce, honestly. I mean, I was crushed. Like I was, I was. It is. It's, that is just like devastating. Right. So I pulled myself up by the bootstrap, still being a single mom, living the life, mind you, you know, I still living in the same house when I was making big bucks going down the highway, you know, at at my corporate job. Right. And money is, you know, I'll tell you. Getting tight now. (laughs) It takes you 16 years to save and it takes you a year to blow through it. Isn't that funny how that works? Yeah. Yeah. So money was yeah, yeah. tight. Fortunately, I had some investments that I could that I could tap into that that sustain would sustain me, and mm. um, my consulting practice really just kind of evolved. You know, people started asking me questions and I could answer, and I started going to masterminds and different um, you know uh, events, the two three day long events, and learning as much as I could from what I thought are the top people that that. Um, that complemented what I was trying to accomplish. Okay. And um, here I am four years later, I'm still in the same house, um, you know, still with the same (laughs) kid and the same dogs. And, um, you know, having go like, like I said earlier, if I knew back in 2012, when I left my corporate job, what I was going to go through that first 18 to 24 months, I would have, Mm. I would have looked at my mom and dad and I would have said, you're absolutely right. I'm going, I'm going to stay and I'm going to be miserable. Not that I'm going to be miserable, but I knew Mm. I would have been miserable in that job. And, um, I'm just going to suck it up and I'm going to do the right thing. And because it was so painful, just scary. You had to go through all that. It sucked. I'm not going to lie. It sucked. It does suck. Yeah. Yeah. But what got me through it? And I'm a huge um, believer in this is, you know, people say, you know, don't look at the past, but I, I think it's important sometimes to look in the rearview mirror to see it is how far you've come to give you encouragement to keep going. So I like to use the analogy if I'm leaving L.A. and I'm driving to New York and I'm looking at the roadmap, you know, it's as important for me to keep looking at my destination going forward, but also to keep looking in the back and saying, okay, we just accomplished 400 miles. We have a flat tire, but we made it 400 miles. You know, my transmission blew at a thousand miles. Okay. (laughs) You know, so we're going to take a little detour and stay three extra days in Kansas or, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. Um, and, and I'll tell you those, those 18 to 24 months, it was like, I was getting transmission breakage and t- flat tires and, you know, rolling my car. <laughs> you were veering all over the place. And I was veering all over the place, but, <laughs> but you just have, you know, my, um, my DNA, I'm just going to say my DNA is just that of, okay, you get up in the morning and you say, this is my plan. Um, mm. God, I'm not sure what you have planned for me, but this is what I think is I have planned and I'm just going to go with it and, and yeah. not, um, not succumb to the, the lies that we can tell ourselves about, about the decisions that we make or the people that, you know, um, like family, you know, that, that I, I, I think probably if you were to ask my, my dad, you know, should Carrie have stayed at, at the company, you know, as mm. a dad, and he did say this to me, he's like, as a dad, you should have stayed, but as a businessman, man, you know, or as a business person, I know right. you, you had to go, you know? And so, yeah, yeah. um, you know, I just think it's important to stay stay in touch with that um, as you're going through life's ups and downs. Because here's the deal. Someone asked me a while ago on an interview um, what my motto is. And I'm like, I don't know if I have a motto, but I can tell you this. (laughs) When, when, when it was badder than bad in corporate America, when I thought I was like not going to make it another day, what came to me um, is 
this is just temporary. Everything is just temporary. And that's this too shall pass. Yeah, it's and it's totally biblical. And 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 but what's important about that is it's temporary for the bad stuff, but it's temporary for the good stuff too. We can't maintain. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget my brother came over one day after I remodeled my house and it went from 2000 like doubled in size. And he's like, "Wow, you know, Carrie, you you you've really you've really made it." Type thing. And I looked at him and I'm like, yeah, but now I got to maintain it. You don't think about that. I didn't think about that. Right. You don't think about it at the time. Yeah. yeah. Experience really helped you do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so my point behind that is, you know, back then it was, I'm going to achieve these goals and I'm just going to keep building on them. I'm not going to step backwards because who step back, whoever steps backwards. Well, life made me step backwards. You know, you can say it was because of Mm -hmm. decisions or you can say it was because of my higher power. It doesn't really matter. The the fact is, is that the ups and downs come and and you just need to be able to go with it. Yeah. You know, I went through something similar with, I, when I, I did a career change, uh, the end of 2010, beginning of 11. Mm -hmm. Uh, but mine was a lot different. Mm -hmm. So, and, but, so I had like, similar situation, but there was like, I was going to these personal development workshops, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. similar to your events that you were going to. Right. And, and I was just telling them that I really need to quit my job because it sucked. So they were like, yeah, you should quit your job if it sucks and, you know, get another one or do something different. You know, you should be happy. That's what life's about. And I was like, yeah, but it's really good money. And they'd be like, so, (laughs) you know, and then I'd come home to my wife and she'd be like, you're crazy. You're not quitting your job. You're not quitting your job. So that went on for probably six months or a year or something. And then finally, um, I don't know how this happened, but where my wife and I are having this conversation while we're on a trip, right? And she just says, well, okay. You know, if you really need to change jobs, I get it. You, you should change jobs. And I take that like I'm doing it right away. I'm in woohoo Homer Simpson mode, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care what's coming next. I just got to get out of that job. And so I come home and quit my job. Mm-hmm. And she freaks out again. And she's like, I didn't mean no. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, so I do it anyway, right? Well, you told me so I'm gonna, could, right? That's- right, right, right. So she had to be cool with it. She was a little mad at, with timing is all. So my plan was that I was going to go to school and finish my college degree mm-hmm. because I could do that. And because of weirdness in the military, um, they would pay me uh, the 100% tuition and a little stipend, mm. nice. right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was amazing. So for about... Two and a half years, that's what I did. I, um, I was went to college and got paid to do it. Nice. And she was cool with that until that ended. And then she's like, okay, get back to work. <laughs> I, I just have to interject real quick. When you said Please. you got paid to go to college, for a yeah. moment I'm like, hmm, if someone paid me to go to college, could I like college? And the answer is no. I don't like college. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like you. I actually was kind of like one of these, um, I was like, it was easy for me to do like a B or a B plus. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could just kind of like skate along and, you know, I don't know how. Usually my studying was sort of like listen to other people while they talked about studying Mm -hmm. and then I would do okay on the test. That's how I learned. Yeah. So these people that did the work took notes and, you know, had notes and then summarized everything. They would go over those notes next to me Mm -hmm. and I'd go, you guys are awesome. Now I'm going to do really good on this quiz. (laughs) Good for you. That's a gift. That's a gift right there. Right. Well, I got lucky, you know, (laughs) but here's the other thing that I was going to interject real quick. Because uh, you made me think of this thing. So when I quit that job, mm-hmm. right, of course, immediately after I'm not getting work after the fun time, the two years, I'm like, man, I should have never left, yeah. right? It turned out, though, that my buddy that was in the job with me and we were kind of like tag teaming the effort, mm-hmm. um, he only that that whole job situation sort of like was on a timer right, like right after I left. And it only lasted like about a year, year and a half mm-hmm. after. And then I would have been gone anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, I probably could have 
you know, if I was in place, I probably could have like maybe rolled into another one a little bit easier, Mm -hmm. you know, because whenever you walk away, you know, all smug like, (laughs) and then you come back two years later, they don't want to talk to you. Yeah. That's what happened to me. (laughs) But it was a blast. That's all I can say. This has been a this has been a blast. I love listening to your stories. Oh uh, well, thank you, thank you. It's been yeah. great having a conversation with you. It's it's always fun having to, a chat. Yeah, it's always fun to hear other people's, um, you know, stories and and how they make it through life. Because I, I'll tell you, that's that's where I pull strength from. You know, hearing hearing other other how other people get through things and and yeah, we're not all in it yeah, alone. You that's know? so true. We're all in it together. That's so true. Yeah. And we all go through those ups and downs like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, you know, that's why we call it vroom, vroom, fear. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> you think, you know, when you're in, when you're in vroom mode, you think this is it. This, everything, I, I've made it now. There's nothing stopping me. There's nothing stopping me. And then all of a sudden, a, a and stop, then you learn that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a stoplight on the freeway and you're going right. 100 miles an hour. What? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> so uh, everybody can find out more about, Carrie and what she's got going on in in her consulting business yeah. at smartmarketingcounseling.com and um, Cons- talk a little bit consulting smart marketing consulting just what did i say counseling. again did i say counseling okay. see you're a counselor <laughs> <laughs> smartmarketingconsulting.com there we go wow i usually don't screw up uh, urls so okay. sorry about that it's a mouthful okay it is. It's a, it's a long one, but that's okay. Um, so talk a little bit about uh, how you help your clients out. Um, yeah. Okay, great. So I, I work with um, business owners and entrepreneurs. And really, it's every client is different because what I like to hone in on is closing the gap from where they are to where they want to be. And it okay. always comes back down to marketing because that's what that's what they care the most about as far as bringing yeah. revenue in. Um, and it's so different now. It is. It is so different. With the internet and social mm-hmm. media and Snapchat and Twitters and Facebooks. Yeah, and yeah. What are these things? I don't even and, know. And people get well, lost in that. And and what, yeah. and here's the hard part, I think, with, with, um, with where technology is and, and the fact that there's so many different opportunities and so many different things for people to tap into is they do a little bit of everything because they hear from this person to do Snapchat and they hear from that person to do Instagram and they hear from that person to say, no, blog. And and right. what happens is that... Be on podcasts. Be on podcasts, right? <laughs> what happens, right. And all of those are fabulous. But what I like to sit down and say is, okay, what... Let's look at the the quick wins and let's stair step this and not try to like go eat the whole elephant in one bite. <laughs> so true. Yeah, yeah. And That's I always, a good answer. And I always like to tell. I always further that analogy by saying I like to try to start with the foot or the trunk, not the back end. You know, you don't want to eat the back end first. <laughs> so, so let's eat it in small bites and let's start at the right end first. And you know, yeah. we do that by looking at where they are, what they have going. Um, and, and, and what their vision is long-term, but I like to look short-term and, and pay attention to short-term, um, not more than, but as important as long-term because you got to get those short-term things going, um, to pull you into the long-term things. So, um, you know, I work with a a lot of, um, business owners and entrepreneurs on building their brand. We do a lot of, um, uh, creating books, Amazon bestsellers to help leverage them. We work with a lot of, uh, marketing type, um, funnels that help people, um, acquire new customers, um, activate the customers that they already have, and then, of course, monetize those customers further with coming up with different products or services that they can offer that same client base to to keep that loyal, raving fan happy. You know, if you're going to spend money to yeah, acquire yeah. a client, you might as well keep providing them services and have them keep paying you as opposed to spending money to continu- continually go out and acquire new customers. Yeah, yeah, that's a good strategy. I like it. I think it works. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Because you, you don't need to warm up to the, the people you've already sold to as much. Yeah. The pre-sales uh, ladder is a little bit shorter. It, well, and it's so true. And, and the reality is this, is the time and the money that people spent. Look, I'm all for acquiring new customers, so I'm not against it, mm. but... Right. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a long lead. Yeah. And the, and the time and the money that you spend in doing so, if you can tweak some things in, within your, um, your process and, and have people, pro- and, and I'm all about providing value. I'm not about charging people more money for a product or service to bring in more revenue. It's what more mm. value can we provide to where they would want to pay for it. So then you're expanding, you know, you're expanding your growth. You're just not, it's not about the sale of, uh, you can't compete on price. You know, you can't, you can't, right. you can't keep lowering your price to bring people in and then jacking your prices up and expect them to stay. Um, right. So we look at it from a strategic standpoint of, of, of how we can um, help that help them grow. I love it. So I'm going to say it one more time, see if I can get it right. Smartmarketingconsulting.com, not counseling. Don't go there. Got I don't it. know what's there. <laughs> I'm going to Google it and see. I might go snatch that up and point to my URL. There you go. (laughs) Well, this has been great, Carrie. Um, Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.